everybody. Um, sorry we weren't here last week. We just, I don't even know how to excuse. I sorry. had COVID. Yeah. You can blame me. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, we just had a lot going on because we're going to be closed for a couple weeks over the holidays. So we're just kind of getting everything done. Um, getting our ducks in a row, as they yeah. say. I'm going to just warn you right now, episodes might be a little spotty in December um, just because of vacations and stuff like that. But you've got us today. Let's enjoy the time we have. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Queer Halftime. My, my name is Becca. I use she, they. My name is Paige. I use they, them. Uh, and we're going to be getting mad on this one. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it's, it's an auditory medium. And yet we insist on yeah yeah just yep. a reminder you can watch the youtube videos on our youtube channel um of course the youtube videos what are we on the youtube channel this is my monday okay that's that's the excuse um so we're talking about you know how there's this whole like poverty chic thing and it kind of comes from like so there's like the poverty porn that you see in like unicef and oxfam right mm-hmm. where it's like you know horribly emaciated children right and it's this vibe that like it's a vibe um i don't know that was not the right word (laughs) it gives the impression that it's like oh if you don't donate this child will die and like yeah they're so helpless and like yeah your donation is life or death yeah there's this really um amazing author that i've read a couple of her books but I don't, I'm going to apologize ahead of time for this name. Um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Um, she's Nigerian and she says the problem with stereotypes is not that they are untrue, but that they are incomplete. They make one story become the only story, which I think kind of really encapsulates. Yeah, totally. The whole poverty porn thing, right? Is like mm-hmm. growing up in Canada, I have a very specific vision that like now as an adult, I know is untrue of like Africa, of like it's all you know these little villages of people starving and you can buy them goats through world vision and like and i feel like that was like a lot bigger of a thing like when we were kids than like it is now i feel like the world's more connected now right exactly so like you got your friend you know that you're chatting like i went to university with people from like kenya and like totally who grew up in like nairobi with skyscrapers and like yeah and so i was like wait oh yeah no of course there's it's a you know a capital city in 2022 like exactly it's gonna be it's a city yeah (laughs) and like yeah they always laughed when people would talk about like first world problems and they're like they're like nah bro it doesn't matter where in the world you are not being able to get your starbucks is annoying (laughs) (laughs) that is a problem everywhere almost everywhere yeah yeah um but yeah so kind of like branching from that is this whole poverty chic thing which is i think what we're mostly going to be talking about today which is like you've seen. So the thing I think of is those two thousand dollar Balenciaga sneakers. Yeah, oh my that are God. all like slashed up and dirty and have like Balenciaga looks like it's written in sharpie. Yeah, looks right? like some duct tape looking like effects on them. Like, yeah, like some yeah. you know teenager did this to their super old sneakers, but they're two thousand right? dollars. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like part of this whole trend that we've seen, and it was the same with like ripped jeans when they were a big thing, and like several designers have done this i don't know what designer it was recently came out with like a purse that looks like a garbage bag right yeah right? with like that. the red strings or there was one that was like a paper lunch bag a while ago and it's like this mm-hmm. not colonization but like 
this taking basic elements of poor people's lives and selling them for thousands of dollars to rich people who want to play pretend gentrification of thank you fashion yes yeah. i could not think <laughs> i got you don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah I and mean, then you get like these hipster bars like i saw one when i was looking up that it's called the job center oh my god right and one that looks like a laundromat like and it's just yeah, okay like, playing pretend at poverty like weird flex but yeah. okay yeah or there was like a ralph lauren collection from like a couple years ago that was based on the dust bowl right oh, so like okay. great depression u.s yeah, yeah. um and he was like oh yeah it's about the resilient spirit i'm like do you know how many people fucking killed themselves in the dust bowl Oh because God. they were so desperate like yikes yeah yeah it's just it's so disconnected from reality totally absolutely and i feel like anybody who is like able to afford that kind of a thing is just like so disconnected from the quote-unquote real world yeah because like that's like pocket change for them you know like two thousand dollar sneakers are like oh whatever like that's no big deal and so they're just like the disconnect I feel that they face because they have that wealth and that money and that privilege um just kind of makes them able and almost like willing to an extent to just like look look to the other side as they support it you know yeah well and it's like we've seen recently so like there's been this trend kind of throughout history, really, of, like, poor people having a certain nobility mm-hmm. to them, right? Totally. There is a purity. There is, like, a humbleness, right? Right. That And so you'll get these really, really rich people, and they'll pretend to, like, they'll make up a poor upbringing, right so they can say they pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they're from humble beginnings and like exactly they know what it's like to work and they're trying to associate themselves with this purity oh my god this so you saying that reminds me of like the one thing that like kim kardashian recently said <laughs> of like um what advice she would have for women in the workforce and her response to it was like literally just like get your fucking ass out of bed and work and it's just like that kind of mindset from somebody who was born into that kind of privilege like I don't know obviously like their upbringing and like that kind of thing but exactly like she's never struggled she's never faced poverty she's never really had to work and so the irony of her being like get your ass up and work is like what are you even talking about yeah well it's like you don't know what working is like (laughs) it doesn't make any sense because like she has all of this privilege and all of this like power and sure she like made statements and whatever to like make amends or whatever you want to call her bs apology um and it's just like everyone in that family like be it their clothing lines or their makeup lines or their uh like skincare lines or like they have basically everything you could imagine in terms of like lines that they have and it's just like y'all make so much money and the thing that like really pisses me off is um like their kardashian closet or whatever that's online where they like put up for sale their old oh, clothes yeah. for like 
ridiculous amounts of money thinking that like oh we're gonna do this so everyday people can buy our stuff and yeah. it's like you're putting a pair like a purse up for sale for five thousand yeah. dollars sure it might be worth 10 but like that's not affordable to the average person by any means I think one time when I had a job I had a sales job when I was making a ton of money and I bought a four hundred dollar dress and I was like this is a splurge this is huge this is the most expensive single purchase all over seriously like, I yeah. bought I <laughs> I went back on the whole wearing a suit to my dad's wedding thing and I bought myself a dress oh, yeah. and it was like 180 bucks or something like that. And I was like, I'm splurging so much, but it's my dad's wedding. It's going to be fine. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, like not even $200. And I felt like I was splurging. Because that is a splurge. It for is. normal people, it's a splurge. For normal people, that is like, wow, I just spent a lot of money on something. Well, and it's that thing, right? So they want to look humble so right and like exactly like because kim k is just such a good example they'll post pictures of them like you know eating ramen or like whatever i mean like oh my god we're so like humble or even like even like the work that she's doing within like the criminal justice system i like all of her posts like about the people and all of that like sure the people that she's posting about are probably like oh my god I'm gonna be on Kim K's social media but it's like that's not why you're meeting with them and that's not why you're helping them like your sole purpose is not to post them on social media she centers herself still exactly yeah yeah it's her work that she's doing for these people and like these people like don't even like get the recognition of like oh you're a person too you On know like complete 180 did yeah. you see lizzo's people's choice awards i didn't no so she um she was like you know if i'm gonna be the people's choice i'm gonna call up the people yeah um and she called up i think it was like two dozen amazing activists oh wow was all these um like women and i'm not sure if there was any non-binary people but like i think there was a trans person um and like tons of people of color and like said their names and what they were doing like there was Breonna Taylor's mom like there was all these incredible people like did not stutter on a single name wow but like it was yeah like she teared up at one point I will show you afterwards yeah please amazing but like again it's that thing it's like I'm going to use this moment where I'm in the spotlight to highlight these people and like they posted their Instagram handles and like exactly yeah yeah like this is the name of the organization like go look them up there that reminds me there's an Instagram account I follow and like I can't remember the handle for the life of me right now but um he's constantly posting like he's a member of the 2SLGBTQIA plus community um and he's constantly posting like other peoples of the community um what they do uh recognizing people who have passed um for whatever reason whether it's like a violent attack on them or or if it was just like a natural passing and stuff like that but like he goes out of his way to acknowledge them and their lives and like what they're doing or what they did and it's just like that kind of thing because he has such a massive like social media reach yeah it's just like it's really nice to see somebody with that kind of reach using it for a positive yeah kind of spin on things the same way that that Lizzo sounds like yeah. she did her people's choice awards well, and like this is completely I mean unrelated to that point no no, but no it, go ahead that's all good yeah but I'm thinking just, like, about everywhere. <laughs> like ideal body types oh my god and so historically right you have sort of and let's just look at like say women right because that's the one I'm most familiar with um 
you know, sort of larger women, paler because they're, you know, they're well fed. They don't have to work fields, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And then the meeting less privileged people are very thin, they're tan, right? So then you see the thin and tan becoming the ideal. Yeah. Right? Totally. And that's when you get heroin chic, which I hate so much. Literally. And people are yeah. like, oh, it's coming back. It's like, no, it's not. It should never come back. It shouldn't have been a thing in the first place. It should never have been a thing. But again, it's that idealization, right? The heroin chic. And I've even, I was right? recently reading an article where it compares Kim K to heroin chic because of how much weight she's losing. And again, back to the Kim K thing. I'm sorry. But like. (laughs) She's such a good example of this. Of everything. (laughs) Seriously. Like every single thing we're talking about. It's like Kim K could be involved in that too. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, It's like, oh, we want the ideal body type is one of someone who can't eat, who is a really heavy drug user, who like. Exactly. It glorifies drug use. It glorifies eating disorders. It glorifies like so many fucked up horrible diseases yeah um and like it's just it's not something that should be taken lightly right and then so that became the thing and then the next thing was like the big booty like sort of more curve exactly which yeah like women who couldn't afford or didn't have genetic surgery right yeah do the heroin well, and, we thing. Even... and a lot of it was women of color like let's be honest here yeah and Look it can be who has that women type. and femme presenting people it, like yeah. yeah 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 but like i oh my god yeah, yeah. just like the, the stereotype like, muscular right it's like the fit the like fitness models exactly because right? you can yeah. afford to spend four hours in the gym and it's like you have the time in your life where you can just work out for that period of time where the rest of us have to be at work yeah <laughs> so all these like ideal bodies are like genetics plastic surgery time like personal trainers personal chefs like privilege like privilege Just in a complete and utter nutshell. Yeah. Um, Because you're privileged to spend the time working out. You're privileged to be able to afford to eat healthy foods. You're privileged to um, buy the clothing that you want to wear that looks good on your body type. Like, everything, I feel like it just breaks down into privilege. Well, and I feel like so much of it comes from, like, yeah, like the poor classes right and then gets kind of subsumed right absolutely so you get people who were working like manual labor jobs and they're all like muscular and stuff and the rich are like yeah. oh let's that's our new body type. that's the new ideal that's the new one but not dirty like this laborer exactly <laughs> be muscular but be clean and yeah. it's like <sighs> like we even had america's next top model and i don't remember when this happened but they did like a sexy homeless photo shoot no yes. what yes so they like had like back combed hair and like Oh you know, a bunch of God. layers and like we're in an alley like yeah it's disgusting i that's that has me speechless well, honestly because it's also like we've talked about this dehumanization right is like these aren't people it's a thing to play dress up as exactly yeah right it's something that you can pick and choose and that's not poverty yeah yeah yes yeah. <laughs> i know it's just it's such a double standard right and then like you look at minimalist houses, which I hate so much. Yep. Just personally, I wouldn't do it. Although my walls are a little bit minimalist because I'm poor. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, so when poor people have very sort of minimalist housing, it's like scrutinized and it's kind of belittled and it's yeah, like, oh, you totally. can't afford art. You can't blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Why but is then, your house so old? Like, but 
the reverse is, you know, it's like, why is your house so cluttered? It's like, well, because I can't afford to only have one of each thing. And there's what no in between. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, and then you have rich people that are minimalist because it's like, well, of course they can afford this little. Right. They have one chair in the room, but that one chair costs a hundred thousand dollars. It's like capsule wardrobes. I feel like that's the new rich person thing. It's like, no, you're just taking people who can't afford to buy like clothes every season. So they yeah. have to get really creative literally yeah yeah exactly I know y'all just want to be like us my so I got a belt a couple months ago from out loud here from our donations and it was like a far too large for me it was men's I had to like cut off some of it I drilled a bunch of holes into it yeah leather was really hard yeah and then yesterday it broke so now I just don't have a belt (laughs) (laughs) that sucks do we have any more belts here that's what we'll check after they're huge (laughs) Um, but yeah no tell me more about your capsule wardrobe Miss, I make a hundred thousand a year. Seriously, um, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. This <laughs> is just gonna. Well, be, and I that, told you it was gonna get angry and ranty, and that ties back into the whole Kardashian closet thing, because like they all play into that. It's not just yeah. Kim; they all oh, have yeah. their own site, they all have their own thing, they all do whatever. Yeah. Um, and like it's just it's so unrealistic. Well, it's and, like unrealistic. It doesn't make sense. Like you can afford to buy new clothes each season with each new fashion drop or whatever like I don't even know how that kind of shit works fast fashion is a whole other nightmare yeah literally yeah that's that's a whole other podcast (laughs) we could get into yeah um Um, but like so much is done at the expense yeah of real people like I was thinking about I can't remember what city it was, but they cleared out. There was this like overpass and there was a tent city under it. And that got cleared out. And do you know what it got replaced with? What? Did you see this? It was all these like little like tinty dome restaurant things. So it was all lit up. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Oh my God. That's disgusting. You know, one of those like hundred bucks a plate kind of. Yeah. 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 So they cleared out the tent city to To build an expensive tent city wow so rich people could play that's like a quote that when I was like reading on this a little bit before we were doing our our recording uh where it empowers the wrong people and it objectifies suffering yeah and it's like everything about it is just fucked up you see somebody living in a tent mind your fucking business and walk (laughs) the fuck away well it's like those snitch posters you know like I know like some places like Seattle did like a snitch line and then people put up, they made posters and like, if you see somebody in a tent, no, you fucking did it. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. I share shit like that on my Facebook all the time. I'm like, just move on with your life. Like, what are you going to get out of calling the cops on somebody who has to live in a fucking tent? Like, because yeah. seriously, is so clearly the way to deal with it. Exactly. Let's refund the police, defund the police. And then I would re- like a refund. <laughs> My brain is still in COVID mode. Um, defund the police and like reallocate those resources to help the people that needed the most. Like, what about that is like hard to understand? Like, I, I... yeah, it honestly, all this it kind of reminds me of the inspiration porn of like you see it a lot in like fitness kind of stuff of like oh yeah, people with certain disabilities. Like you'll see you know the wheelchair user doing pull-ups or like um an amputee like I don't know if that's the term but like 
you know, person with like a prosthetic or something. Yeah. Be like, oh, well, this person can do it. So why can't you, you normal person? Right? Like that's the implication, right? It's like this person <laughs> with some like, you know, physical impairment or something is able to do this thing. Right. They've overcome all of these odds. All of the adversities. All of, I know the adversity. They're so inspirational. Like, why can't you do it, normal, healthy person? And it's like, just because somebody appears normal and healthy doesn't mean that they are. Well, they aren't. And you shouldn't be using people with like disabilities or impairments as exactly. your inspiration. That should not be your like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, yeah. that's fucked up. That mindset, that headspace, like, right? like if you think space. like that, like, you need to reevaluate a couple of things. This person who's missing a leg can do it. I surely can. It'll be easy for me. Exactly. Like Terry Fox. Yeah. Like the Terry Fox runs you did in elementary school. Oh my God. And how many kids did the Terry Fox, like the run? Yeah. Like, like the like motion? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. That wasn't those kids' faults. They were pretty young. But like, <laughs> teachers should have said something. Exactly. There was a lot back when we were kids I would say that like that could have been handled a lot better and done way differently but like well, this was also like late 90s early 2000s right exactly so it was one of those things it's like we absolutely should have known better yeah but I feel like it was more acceptable to not know better and I feel like it's gotten a lot more acceptable to like speak up about yeah. those things too yeah. you know you can actually you can back. you can call out you can be like hey that's actually fucked up why are we doing this yeah. And, like, some sort of productive conversation can come out of it. Yeah. Like, I think the Terry Fox run does, like, is good. Absolutely. It, it's it just brings some of good the awareness messaging and... around it. Exactly. It could be delivered in a better way, in my opinion. Also, I hate running so much. And I did fake an asthma attack at least once. <laughs> um, I love that for it. you. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, I hate oh it. my god i'm like just let me give you my couple tooties that my parents gave me and don't make me run right let me just make my donation i'm like and i know he was cool and i know cancer is bad <laughs> exactly well and like i mean me at that age in elementary school i'd already lost my grandpa to cancer so i was like i know exactly no yeah totally <laughs> yeah don't make me run through the ravine Right? Exactly. This is bringing up painful emotions. Yeah. You well, know, there were also like, like three hills on our on my oh, junior high sucks. route. It was so many hills. They, I don't even remember. They made us run like multiple laps around like the entire school. And yeah. like it was pretty sizable. So ours wasn't through the school. It was like down through a ravine and then like a residential street and then like up. And, like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ours was literally like running around the fence outlining our yeah. school like playground and field. And yeah. we would just do loops around that. And then yeah, they had like teachers kind of posted throughout um, just to kind of keep an eye on things. Yeah, but- totally. You want to hear something hilarious that came yes, out of that? absolutely. One of the teachers brought his dog. He's like, I'm going to be out on the trail. I'll bring my dog. It'll be like a fun thing. You know, yeah, kids totally. on dogs. Great. This, this was in junior high. This one kid stoned out of his fucking mind. <laughs> sees there was a cop car in the parking lot. Not a canine car, just a cop car. Okay. For some completely unrelated thing. Right. And then he sees the dog in the office and <laughs> says- cop car dog drug dog walks up to them and says oh you caught me because <laughs> he assumed because they did sometimes bring dogs to sniff all the lockers right i remember that yeah. yep 
So just out of himself. <laughs> do they still do that, by the way? I don't know. I if, assume so. Right? If you're watching this on YouTube, let us know in the comments. Or if you're listening, because this is in... If, we yeah. just got on like Amazon and Stitcher. Oh, nice. And a whole bunch of other ones that I don't remember. Message our queer halftime Instagram yeah. uh, as an alternative to yeah. our and Instagram. And tell us if they still comments. are doing the locker sniffing. Yeah. Yeah. I would be very curious. What to... was always funny is when, and it was funny because it was like pretty much an all white school, so there weren't any real consequences exactly um, yeah is when the dog would sniff like a baked good in somebody's locker and get excited and they think it was alerting <laughs> oh um, my god because using dogs to sniff isn't actually the best idea yeah no um <laughs> and they'd be like oh my god this kid has drugs and the kid would get pulled out and be like open your locker and like right right um and then they just found out it was like oh the kid's mom made cookies like sent them and they were still kind of warm because it was morning like yeah. oh my gosh yeah Oh boy. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop using less privileged people as your inspiration in general for like everything. Like, well, it's like when you see like, oh, this kid, it's usually an American thing because of their healthcare system. It's like, this kid couldn't afford this surgery. So he sold lemonade oh my god oh. or like the posts where like, like that's this, not inspiring this family couldn't afford this their child's wheelchair and so a robotics team at a local high school built them one and it's like okay great but why the fuck is that the state of the world that that's what has to happen yeah. for a person with a disability to get a fucking wheelchair yeah. why is that's that not the message you're trying to convey no like great fantastic good for the high school but like stop and take a look at yourself and be like what is actually like the root cause of this because that's fucked let's all do some self-reflection yeah yeah seriously though yeah it's it's a lot another quote i saw that i really liked well i didn't it's not that i liked it but it like it It was really it drove home the point of like what we're trying to get to today is uh one of the posts i was looking at it was um it had a a picture of those um shoes that you had mentioned earlier those ugly balenciaga yeah exactly and it said balenciaga grabbed a megaphone and shouted poverty but make it desirable and it's like that's what they're doing and like it's fucked up it's one thing when like you and your friends joke about like poor but make it fashion yeah because you thrifted because you just went to the thrift store and you're like oh look at this i i spoiled myself on like an eight dollar millionaire store yeah yeah literally exactly well and even like did you see his rebuttal to the criticisms no i didn't i it wasn't in that article it basically called the people who are criticizing like oh like bourgeois out of touch it was like so you are removing yourself from the bourgeois bourgeoisie right class what are, even what are you're richer you than here hmm you're not <laughs> special <laughs> thank you <laughs> just lately in general the people i've wanted to shout you're not special to uh, the number is getting up there that's for damn sure yeah, yeah. there's a uh, yeah yeah I there's a lot those are my thoughts i can rant about it for ages but i think those are all the coherent things that i could say yeah fair enough i feel like about the same way yeah i wonder do i have any other little notes here that were um even like okay one point i kind of want to touch on is like with the whole face of poverty thing yeah um 
people literally using people who are facing poverty's like faces and images for promoting like their brand or their new clothing line or like that kind of stuff because like vulnerable people can't necessarily provide the necessary consent for their image or depiction or like face to be used and a lot of times I find that like it's not even really thought about like and and even outside of fashion um there are times my work history as I've kind of mentioned uh in the past on this channel um was like addictions harm reduction um working with inner city community members that kind of thing um and it was like upper management who like ran the social media and that kind of stuff for the um, clinics that I worked at yeah and not all of them, but one of them in particular that I'm not going to name because I don't feel like it's appropriate to make a call out post like that in a podcast. Um, Even though we just spent like 20 minutes calling out Kim Kardashian, but she deserves well, it. It's different it's because different. it's Kim Kardashian yeah. versus a local organization who is ultimately trying to do the right thing. I know. <laughs> um, but like on their social media, like when they had events or when they were doing things or when they were like handing out food items and stuff like that like the way that they would take pictures Mm. and post it to their social media there is no way that they went up to each and every one of those people and were like hey we're gonna make an instagram post are you okay with our with like your person being on our instagram they're always nameless they're always nameless yeah but even like a local organization that i used to volunteer with handing out like like, goes and hands out like clothing when they have it and socks and underwear and foods and like water and that kind of thing um the way that they would like go live on like Facebook or Instagram sometimes and be like oh like we're out here hanging out with the community and like it's great to see that kind of like community involvement but at the same time it's like are you using the vulnerable people to make yourself look better yeah and so like that's a line and that's one of the reasons I don't actually volunteer with them anymore because like that was a line that I personally felt very uncomfortable crossing because I'm like it's just like like I said not everybody is going to be okay with that but not everybody is going to get to tell you that they're not okay with that yeah um it reminds me like we kind of brought up like UNICEF pictures and stuff but I always wonder Mm -hmm. like these pictures right where you know especially children are clearly in like severe like medical distress basically oh it's like what yeah. happened after you took that picture exactly what was the follow-up right? from that image and some, <clears throat> sometimes there is legitimate like yeah and then you know they were taken to a shelter a lot like exactly these kind of they received medical help or right? like and it's like it's a conversation you see I know with some like war correspondents right right like there's even not even like war correspondents like there's a picture of Anderson Cooper like Okay. who's like there something was happening i can't remember what it was but like he basically stops recording and like grabs this injured child and is like just starts running right oh wow um and yeah it's this thing of like yes you're a photographer you're a human being exactly right yeah and so you should still have morals it is this conversation right of like yes this picture will convey this and get people to care but also exactly we can't just leave it at that totally yeah it's kind of a sidebar but yeah 
no exactly I was thinking about. it's well and it's it's the matter of like what do you do after that or yeah. like what are you doing in the moments leading up to that and like that kind of thing like yeah. are you just using this person or this situation or like happenstance that they're in for your own personal gain That's or the, are like, you the white saviorism and the volunteerism and stuff right oh, which that's again, a whole other, other tangent thing. we could get into that I could talk a lot about um being an ex-Mormon I'm feeling very flippy with my ponytail today I'm like I yeah I'm, sassy. I'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> if I had hair I'd be flipping it too yeah um it would just uh-huh. look a little bit funny if I was just like moving my head back and forth yeah a little yeah bald yeah. bobblehead <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I could keep going, but I feel like it's just going to completely derail into just random. It's going to be these random tangents that we just yeah. get into and um, we don't stop. And this podcast will be like four hours long. <laughs> do you have a queer joy? I do have a queer joy, actually. Hell yeah, I do. Is it not having COVID anymore? It's not, but that is another <laughs> queer joy that I have. Yeah. Um, okay, so queer joy number one is not having COVID anymore. Uh, queer joy number two is I have started a second part-time job. I am not leaving out loud. I'm not going anywhere. I just need to make money. Um, uh, and it's with, it's with an organization called the Youth Restorative Action Project. And so we work with youth who are involved in the criminal justice system in a restorative justice aspect. Um and I got my first file the other day and it's just going really well and I'm really passionate about it. And like, I love loving the work that I do, which is why I'm never going anywhere from out loud. Um, but I'm also probably never going anywhere from there either. And so yeah. I'm very, very happy about how well it's been going and like the training and all of that kind of stuff. I'm really getting into it. So you're not allowed to leave. I've locked all the doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Checks out. <laughs> um what is your queer joy mine I know you don't like Christmas but I love the holidays and I got a like real Christmas tree for my house yay um over the weekend and like like me and my mom both went and we just got two at the same time nice and it was like the enjoy center had like five left it was oh, wild shit. apparently they sold like 300 in like the first week wow okay we go to the boy scouts ones, right because we right yeah right? You want to support. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I have a real treat. My house smells amazing. Um, and then we also had our kids at the youth group decorate some like fake stuff. Yeah. Um, and including these very little like desk trees for like each of our offices. And one of our kiddos um, was like, oh, can I do yours back then? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he came up and he was like, pink is your favorite color, right? I was like, yeah, totally. And he had grabbed all the little pink ornaments and put them on so it's this little pink tree and there's a bunch of candy canes so I have like snacks at my desk like it was just so incredibly sweet I love our kiddos yeah oh my god shout out to Gwen love you hell yeah <laughs> big <laughs> shout out nice I love that um yeah so I guess thank you for joining us um tune in next week for more chaotic ranting maybe not, I already have an idea maybe not next week we'll see to our next episode next episode there you go (laughs) um you know whether if you celebrate happy holidays if not stay warm stay safe we hope you have a lovely couple weeks be kind to yourself and others and we'll see you when we see you yeah bye everyone